Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them, episode 75. I don't know math that good, but I'm pretty sure that's close to 125 away. I think you can count, though. <laughs> well, counting is math, so. I guess it is. Um, Yeah, I, did you ever think we would get here? Because I didn't. You know? I don't think I didn't, but I just was, like, it just felt so far off that it was unrealistic. 100%. And I've had thoughts recently where I'm like, okay, just speaking logistically, we're not going to do this for forever just because like we're not gonna be yeah, like when do we stop yeah like I just got really sad and I was like oh my god it's gonna end one day what's life after doing all them see I don't even think of it like that because I feel like we'll we'll do it for a while yeah like we'll be so tired and like <laughs> we're gonna beat a dead horse but um what does cross my mind is well shit what am I gonna do after this? right 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 well yeah that, that follows I think the nature of an internet job is just it's very very uh, fickle almost like it just you never really know what's gonna change or if your audience one day is just gonna be like actually you guys kind of suck and then they just stop watching my mom constantly is like maybe you should just get like a normal job and I'm like <gasps> bro not her being our number one hater your mom needs to get together with my dad and they need to speak because my dad used to have the mindset of your mom a lot but he has seen me quote unquote reinvent is how he calls it like reinvent myself because when I quit Vine he was like okay, well, I told you this was all bullshit and now you're gonna have like no money and everything's gonna go to shit. Then I went to YouTube and that was good for a while. Then I started editing for creators and then that kind of sustained me for a while. And then now we do this, which is like amazing and I love doing it. And my dad has just like learned to be like, listen, you'll figure it out. And you know what? Period. So he needs to talk to your mom. Because I get why they worry. It is a scary career. Completely. But it, it's funny you bring up the Vine thing because I was talking to someone the other day about how during our recent um, hiccup. The overwhelming sentiment was that we were just like clout chasers that want attention. I mean, I know that that's like the default for like anyone doing anything on the internet, but it's funny in particular for us because we both have like voluntarily walked away from a platform with like millions of followers to have none. That is well, so none, true. But. Oh my God, period. Bringing the receipts, but that is actual facts because we really have like, there was a lot of people mentioning though because I think a lot of people saying that didn't really know us and we're kind of well, like- that you know, 100%. But like there was a lot of people being like, do you know who you're saying that about? Like they literally, before this, the fact that they posted consistently for a year is a fucking miracle. And I guarantee you, and I'm not even saying this for like any gross reason or whatever, but like, if we put this much effort into our individual channels, we'd be making more money. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. this is not some giant we cash grab. Do that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We this we found a system that works to keep us consistent and accountable and it's, like entertaining. Accountability, dude. It's crazy. Like when I'm late on like editing or something, like I feel genuine stress, and I'm like texting Lily. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, I'm trying to rush here. Do you think I ever did that for my videos? I'd be like, nah, it'll get up when it gets up. Which actually, I'm sorry for just rambling for the first 10 minutes of this sorry. episode. But um, also sorry for uh, the two last episodes. two episodes had been late. <laughs> I want to blame the updates and just all the stuff we've covered has had so many assets and it takes so long. And I get it to Lily. Okay, so some people think you just like edit everything. I don't know why people just think I don't edit anything. So <laughs> Lily like, does. You. <laughs> I edit all of the cutting stuff. So every like edit of, you know, the sequence of us talking, that's what I edit. And Lily does all the things that fly around in the whole video, all the pictures. The more like visual, like the graphic stuff. So that's why she does the updates. So every time we have an update to a story, it's Lily's voice coming in because she, I already edited the project. She has it. She's been working on it. And then she's the one who puts the pictures with the little update. It's all a very well-oiled machine here, do we know? Well, and then I, you guys, if you knew the amount of times I record those fucking VO things, 
things. Like, I end up using the first take, but I record 10. I kind of love it, though, because when I watch the episode, it's the first time I'm seeing the update. Do you enjoy them? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because I know the update because we discussed the update we're going to do. But it's very much like, oh, period, I love it. I don't know. We do things a little weird here, but we really are doing our best. And sometimes that leads us to being a little bit late. But I think in the grand scheme of things, who gives a fuck? Well, I mean, as long, I, like, we're always going to have the two episodes a week unless yeah, there's, yeah. you know, a hiccup. Sometimes they're late because one, the updates. And then also since the color and like combining us into one room because we're not in the same room, that takes at least an hour to export. And then when I moved, my internet became like Gaka. half as slow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twice as slow, half as slow, half as slow. whatever. Mm. It became a lot slower. So then it takes like a good half hour, 45 minutes for it to upload. So even if we finish the day it's supposed to go up, if it's too late, then we're like, mm, we'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to look back in a month or even a week later. Like all you see is that we did upload twice in a week. It's just on different days. Okay. We're trying really hard. All of that aside, because I know we just, I feel like we just rambled for 45 minutes, but all of that aside, we do have a decent episode here. We got some solid topics to talk about. One of them, dark, frustrating, gonna make us upset. And the other, is it dark? No, it's not dark and frustrating. It's just like a niche TikTok drama. And I don't know anything about it. As you Yeah, know. <laughs> I think in comparison to the other topic we want to cover, probably gonna seem delightful, to be honest. Um, but anyway, which one do you want to start with? What is the other topic? Danny Masterson. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to do an eight passengers update, but I also like really don't want to say what the update is because it makes me so uncomfortable. Oh God, I know what you're talking about. Because oh. they, uh, both Ruby and Jody. Jody. I'm like, I forgot the other bitch's name. Ruby and Jody had their first court date and I knew it would produce some interesting stuff, but not what Oh, happened. I thought you were gonna talk about how Ruby looked absolutely fucking insane. Literally, I told her she's like uh, Charlize Theron in, um, in Monster. Monster. Yep, Like absolutely. legitimately, I was like, ah! <laughs> and um, if you look at Jody, it was just what I predicted. Yeah, she literally, pretty much why does same. she look the same? Yeah, she's just always looked like a villain in prison. That's interesting. But um, no, they did have their court hearing, which was televised. Someone did comment an interesting so fact about why they're mugged. Oh, it wasn't? Because I just edited Angelica's video and I spent way too long looking for the footage. It was streamed. If you like knew the link, I, it was like a Zoom link. It started over a half hour late, I guess, because so many people were trying to join the Zoom. I saw that and they were all talking. Who's that podcaster that you've referenced sometimes? Oh, Dad Challenge Podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just like hanging on the Zoom. <laughs> I saw him he immediately. Would. I was like, I've seen him before. I've seen a TikTok of like too many people talking over each other. And then there was like one person being like, you guys need to be quiet because then we're never going to start. And then one random person was going, mama. Like literally, it wasn't a baby. I'm literally just like. When is it going to start? When is it going to start? Y'all say there's need to be quiet or he's going to kick us all out. He has every right to do so. Please mute yourself and we'll get started as soon as we can. Mama. This is a high school class. Like, what is fucking happening? Why is this open to the public right now? It shouldn't be. And it wasn't supposed to be, like, open, open. It was supposed to just be, like, people that are Did they end up case, closing it you know? so they could start? Yeah. Okay. That, so I guess there was, like, over 1,300 people trying to watch and there was like also people in person showing up and yeah so oh i don't God. know how much we're gonna see as it continues to play out but long story short there was a weird quote that we had read from jody when they got arrested and it was like don't let the kids be around any other children and we like kind of sat there for a moment like 
what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah, it seemed really weird. And to us, we were speculating, like, I guess it was just a way to, like, further isolate them. And just, like, it was, like, this weird. I even said, I it kind of almost sounds like she's insinuating that, like, they're dangerous and, like, shouldn't oh, be around you other did. kids. No, you did say that. Yeah, you did. What the fuck does that mean? That I feel like she's, like, trying to make it seem like they were, like, abusing each other. Literally, apparently, that is what they're trying to do. It's really disturbing because it definitely feels like a narcissistic attack on these children, like the last kind of ditch effort to cause harm in any way that they can. So basically what Ruby, and I think Jody even said as well, was it? Or I know Ruby for sure. I've only heard about Ruby saying it, but I'm sure Jody, since she had said the quote- To keep him away from them, yeah. Originally, yeah. So what she ended up saying was that the youngest son, who is actually the one that went to get help, okay? So he was the one that had the duct the tape and the, the really window. severe, yeah, and the severe enough wounds to have to be medically held. Ruby says that he has essayed over 20 people, 20 children, including neighbors' children, his own siblings. And then she, I guess, throws out that also as a result of that, that Eve, the youngest daughter, also had done that. My question is with that, if that is true, you knew about this and allowed this to continue for however long because you thought maybe you could keep it under control by duct taping him? That's what I was gonna say. Your solution was to tie them up and duct tape them and to also do it to the one that was being abused. And then my other question is that is not something that children just do. Where did he get that from? But the most unfortunate fucking part is that in a way, she got what she wanted because he was taken out of the house with the rest of the kids and is now separate from his siblings, not allowed to be in a house with other children. And she just fucking like further isolated him even in fucking prison. Like it's so frustrating. That's the next quote of this article says, in response, the judge said that the alleged abusive child will then need to be placed in a home with no other children. I'm not gonna fault the judge here because I get it. No, I mean, I think they're, they're obligated to. The weirdest part to me though, is that again, the neighbors spoke out and friends have spoken out and the nieces have spoken up. Oh, I showed you that TikTok. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, that, that interview with um, Jody's niece. Yes. That is a thing that exists. It's um something, it was on a, it's something, it's like a Mormon podcast. Yeah, it's like Mormon story or something. Yeah, I sent that to you last night because I was like, oh shit. When I saw her talking about the shit that Jody used to do to her. It kind of almost matched up with this because she basically said that Jody would like lock her in this room while Jody was working and she would give her a piece of paper and make her like write down her sins and the girl's like an adult now and she was like I literally would just make stuff up because every single time she would tell me that it like no that's not it there's more like you have more to repent for and she's like I would just make things up because I just wanted it to stop and I didn't and then know Jody also to told her that she wanted her to feel so physically uncomfortable that the sin would like leave her body is because I wasn't getting better I was getting worse is that there was still shit, there was still sin in me that wasn't coming out that I hadn't confessed yet. And she was so hyper fixated on me confessing sin. And she, again, she was, she was convinced I was a sex addict. I was a drug addict. I had had abortions. I had kissed two boys. I mean, I had kissed lots of girls when I was like a young child, but at the time, like I was, I was giving Book of Mormons out at school. I had never done drugs. I had never had anything close to sex. I didn't even know. She was convinced I was also masturbating. I was a mat, like I had a masturbation problem. I didn't even know female anatomy people could masturbate. I didn't even know that. Um, but I was, because she was convinced, I was also not allowed to use tampons because she was convinced I was masturbating with them, which 
is insane. Things got progressively worse and worse and worse because I wasn't getting better. She was, she, she would say, I'm trying to make you so physically uncomfortable that it forces the sin out. And so that's when she started, I would had to sleep outside in the snow. That's when I was, um, <laughs> so, uh, when she would lock me in this, in her, she worked in Lehigh. She had a, a, a an office in, 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 um, Thanksgiving point. There was a little side office closet kind of room. It was like a little bit bigger than a closet, but it didn't have any windows. It had like a table, a chair, a, an actual closet. And that's kind of about, that's about it. So that's where I, when I, when I was pulled out of school and I started living with her full time because she worked, I went with her to work and that's where I stayed. And sometimes she would lock me in it. Sometimes she wouldn't. Um, but I was not allowed to leave. That was like rule number one. I was not allowed to leave that room. And um, she would have me write out my sins on a piece of paper. And every day she gave me the same piece of paper. Um, and I would have to write out my sins. And these sins that I was writing out, I was like, and again, I believed all this. I believed this fully. So I was like, oh, there must be more in me. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'd be like, oh, one time I lied to my best friend, Scotty. And like, these are the types of things I'm writing out. And then she would come back in take that paper, read it to me, make me get on my hands and knees and beg for forgiveness as she read this back to me. And then she was like, no, this isn't it. This is not it. This isn't all. There's more, there's more, there's more. And there wasn't. And I would start making things up because I was like, I don't know. And because she was convinced there was more, things got worse and worse and worse. Um, I ran away three times from her house. I went to a neighbor's. I went to the police. Um, they didn't do anything. Um, because Jody is the most convincing person you'll ever meet. 100% the consistency through all of the abuse, whether it's like the physical violence or if it was like the movie theater clip that we watched last time, it's all about control. She like always has to have like some kind of thing that she's holding over them. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see more because everybody is invested in Ruby and Jody specifically. We want to see exactly how they're held accountable, obviously. So we'll keep you guys updated so with anything. Watch those bitches pay. If it's true, obviously that's super disturbing. If it's not true, that's super disturbing. Like I'm just like so disturbed by Either Ruby way, and Jody. Either way, it says way more about her than anyone else. Truly, because I feel like if that is true, what did you guys do? Like, what the fuck? Kids do not just, they're not born like that. That's also like in Angelica's video, she was saying something about like watching content that like taught them that. There are clips of Ruby saying that like she told their teachers that everything they do in school has to be analog because she didn't want them to have computers. I know a lot of parents say, well, they have to, they have to have a computer for schoolwork. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. I know schools like giving kids tablets. Uh, my school sent my kids home with a, a little laptop tablet thing <clears throat> and um i've never had a teacher say no when i went and said my child needs to have a paper assignment they will do be doing everything analog so if the kid needs to come in early if the kid needs to do something different um please arrange because thank you for the tablet but no thanks it here it's back and my child will not be using a computer uh, so work it out with your school. The schools use tablets because it's easier for the teacher and it's not in the best interest of the child. The child is disconnecting.
So the thought that like these young, like pre-adolescent kids are like, it's just not realistic. I think also if it is true, which I'm definitely not saying it is, it would just speak to suppression as a whole and how like this toxic, like crazy environment where you're so obsessed with every single thing they do and you cannot do this and you cannot do that. My God, it is just so toxic for kids. Like what the fuck are they, like how do they even learn how to have a healthy relationship at all? The truth is you're not entitled to education. You're not entitled to healthcare. You're not entitled to your heart beating. You're not entitled actually to anything, not to anything. And when you go and you engage in an experience, you're always responsible inside that experience. No one is responsible to take care of you, except for you. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like somebody is, it is an, it, it is an entitled adulating posture that you're picking up. Mm. But regardless, I really feel for those kids and now they're separated from their sibling. That's a lot. Everyone knew there was gonna be some weird stuff that came out in the courtroom, but this was not what, we what I was expecting at all. But anyway, I would say on to a lighter topic, but I think we should just... I was gonna say, should we go move on to the next court one? <sighs> yeah, because I wanna get those done. <laughs> and then we could end on a semi like decent note because wow, Danny Masterson, what the fuck? Okay, so honestly, I haven't really, I've seen headlines a lot in the last month or so, but I haven't really been following it. And I just heard that he was apparently convicted and he got sentenced to 30 years in prison. And I was like, oh my God, really? Not that he shouldn't, but it's that that's not usually the outcome of a rape case. Believe me, I know. If you don't know who Danny Masterson is, he is, what is the name that of the character that he played in that 70s show? Um, Stephen Hyde. I watch it a lot. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name, but basically he was that laid back, like stoner bad boy of the group, I guess, ew. But whatever, that is how they all met, right? So this kind of like is a full circle moment because we're talking about this because of Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis because wow, what the fuck is going on? But basically he was accused and then later convicted as we just said, of the R word of two different women that brought up charges against him. My first reaction to hearing he got 30 years was, how many women did he do that to? And then the person told me two and I was like, really? Good. Because honestly, I feel like that's more than some like attempted murders get. Oh no, definitely. I think that it really depends on so many things on any case like no matter what the crime is it just depends on so many different like fine-tuned pieces that all get put together and it could end up anyway honestly we're not even really here to speak about the details, details of, the, of case. the case yeah, yeah no because he was convicted and this apparently from what i have read i think this happened a while ago i think it was about 20 years ago or something like that like it was a long time ago people are really upset because from what i've read again apparently a lot of the evidence is like circumstantial and just testimony from the victims. So that's even more surprising then. Correct. Because, you know, I personally know confession, DNA, all of that shit, nothing. If the person who's like has your case doesn't feel like doing it, they're like, nah, actually, I don't really feel like doing this. Like, it's really fucking crazy. But what I find really interesting about this is that people are really upset about this because it's two women with mostly circumstantial evidence from what I understand, their testimonies, etc. And people are very much relaying the sentiment of like, 
well, then any woman could just go and just say like, you raped me. Now, what I find funny about that, and it's not funny, but what I find funny about that is like everyone, when there's an accusation that comes out is like innocent until proven guilty. But like, to me, it very much seems like innocent always. Like literally, you guys just think these people are innocent and just say it with your whole chest. Because when someone gets convicted, that means that they were heard, like there was a jury that heard this trial, they heard all the evidence and unanimously came up with that decision. And Remember, jury is chosen by both parties. I was gonna say, to find random people that all agreed that he's guilty, there must have been some pretty damning testimonies. <laughs> One of the things I found ironic about the sentence was that that was despite Danny Masterson's family apparently reaching out to quite a few people to get them to write character letters to vouch for him and basically to like beg for leniency on the sentencing. And that's actually the reason we are talking about this because two of the people that they reached out to were his former co-stars, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, who also happen to be married now. I honestly can't believe that they allow like character witness letters or whatever you want to call it. Like they allow people to send letters and be like, no, they're a good guy. When you weren't there when this person was assaulted, what the fuck does that have to do with it's anything? It's giving when way less severe version, but like when Ellen got canceled for the toxic work environment, but then celebrities spoke out and they're, she's always been really nice to me. Well, you were never in a situation where she would have been toxic to you. So that doesn't make like your opinion is irrelevant. Yeah, no, definitely. That was a very good example because that is spot on. It's a common tactic for sure, because it happened in my case as well well, where mutual friends of ours were like asked to vouch for this person's character, which to me is like, how are you going to ask people we like shot vines with like a couple times? Like what you think of this person's character? Who fucking gives a shit? Like it literally is irrelevant to what happened that night that there's proof of. So like that really, really fucking fuels my fire. And what really pisses me off is I really liked Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Bro, Mila Kunis, I think I've said it on this podcast. She was like, if there was one woman I would ever, you know, go for, it would be Mila Kunis. Like I really, really liked her. I think it was when I watched her in Black Swan. It awoke in something. It awoke in, oh, it Black awoke Swan's in, really good. did something to me. It really just fucking sucked to see these. And it's very clear because spoiler alert, they've responded to all of this, that they never thought this was going to get out. They thought this was just going to be something that was For on the sure. DL. And that makes it grosser. But um, yeah, basically Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis took it upon themselves to send very lengthy uh letters that were vouching for Sir Danny Masterson. So it says an excerpt from Kutcher's letter reads, Danny takes his job seriously. <laughs> Does he take women seriously? Because um, sounds like he doesn't. Uh, he is kind, courteous, and hardworking. He treated everyone from the grips to the teamsters, to the actors, to the caterers as equals. <laughs> but again, not, not women though. <laughs> oh my God. And then he says, as a role model, Danny has consistently been an excellent one. Interesting was she was 14 when we started the show i was like 19 right right and they're like okay you guys are going to be making out in this scene and i'm like thinking like wait this is like slightly illegal say, that's right? probably your first kiss ever right it was my first kiss why someone bet you made with danny about our first kiss no it wasn't the first kiss <laughs> no, it was like a second or third kiss it was the first it was like the first week no it was not the first week whatever let me tell you what All happened right, no let no, me tell no, you what happened. no no okay yeah. so i've never kissed yeah. a guy so okay. i was i was so i mean you know ash was attractive and yeah. i was a 14 year old little girl and i was extremely scared for my life sure and it, he, he was very nice about it he was like oh don't worry so i was like okay then danny goes and goes dude i'll give you ten dollars if you french kiss her 
What would you stick my stick your tongue in my mouth or some? What? No, 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 no. For ten dollars. You're making it sound like it was like really. It, okay, Dan, we had a little side bet yeah, going. Yeah. Like, Which was? It wasn't very As to whether or not, you know, like you know, you're kissing on the show or boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. You would use tongue, right, Rosie? I, I mean, you would. You, you, it I depends mean, what kind of an actor you are. I absolutely, guess. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Danny bets me like 20 bucks that I wouldn't do it. And of course I'm like, yeah, sure, what's the deal? You know? But um, then it says in Kunis' letter, she calls Masterson an amazing friend, confidant, and above all, an outstanding older brother figure. His genuine concern for those around him and his commitment to leading by example. Oh my God. Like, do they know what they're writing this about? My thing is like, again, I think this is why this makes it so fucking barbaric in my mind. Because haven't you seen like serial killers be interviewed? Like there's serial killers have been nice to multiple people before they murdered one. Like it's like literally just fucking crazy to think that because a person's nice to crew members, that doesn't mean that they're like a solid human being who would never sexually assault someone. At all. Well, so the end of her statement, his genuine concern for those around him and his commitment to leading by example, make him an outstanding role model and friend. So they both call him a role well, model. But you know they, like, read, they, they wrote okay. that together, obviously. Clear. Well, that's, I'm like, and they're married. So it's like, did you guys just like copy and paste and change a few things? Should we take a quick detour? Do you want to see the clip that I just saw? Do I? It's not like him admitting to like something bad, but I mean, well, it's basically a clip of him because he used to be the host of Pumped, which was a huge show on MTV. If, you, if you're watching and you're too young for that, then... I just feel old. He hosted that show when he was a lot younger. And I don't remember him being, I mean, you never remember people being problematic. I do remember him being problematic. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they pushed people into situations they were not comfortable with and did a lot. Like well, there's, but like further than the pranks, oh, though. Oh, further than the <laughs> pranks. Oh, interesting. No, maybe not. Like this, what we're about to see is um, he was just introducing a prank. And this is like, oh, that that was a choice. Wire. She also has an album out. Um, she's going to be in a movie called Cheaper by the Dozen. And she's one of the girls that we're all waiting for to turn 18. Along with the Olsen twins. Any 15-year-old. She was 15. And he's like talking about wanting her to turn Honestly, 18. Honestly, I find it, so, I mean, yes, that's absolutely fucking disgusting. I find it even more disgusting with the Olsen twin thing. Because like, they were literally babies growing up on television with like Full House and stuff. I'm like, you fuckers are weird. It's giving Machine Gun Kelly. Their whole letter is sucking his ass, saying he's literally the best person that they've ever met. And what really pisses me off is the ending because that's kind of where they tie it all in try to be like, hey, I know the situation, but like, please take this all that I've said, even though it literally has nothing to do with the case, into consideration. Um, for Mila, she said, in conclusion, I wholeheartedly vouch for Danny Masterson's exceptional character and the tremendous positive influence he has had on me and the people around him. His dedication to leading a drug-free life and the genuine care he extends to others makes him an outstanding role model and friend. Oh my gosh. I literally am just getting like more and more upset because as I read it, Ashton Kutcher is talking about how one time they were at a bar and a man entered and like he was really mean to his girlfriend and like Danny could not deal with that. He had to stand up for that girl. And I'm like, am I, am I in another world? He literally says after 9-11, we're talking about 9-11 right now. After 9-11, Danny was a huge advocate for support of the firefighters, bitch. Rallying his friends and coworkers to pitch in however they could. How does that mean he didn't rape somebody?
Also, did they not realize that like people who do things like R word people might um, then overcompensate in other parts of their mm-hmm. life? <laughs> to be like, oh, well, I'm such a good guy. I deserve this. And like, that's actually how they are led to justifying their behavior. Oh, yeah, there's, a, I forgot there's a whole other layer because he was a Scientologist. Oh, yeah, I know. And that they like killed a dog for him. I did. Didn't yeah, literally. <laughs> there's so much to the Danny Masterson thing. Basically, this was the quote that I was looking for because it's the very end of Ashton Kutcher's letter and it drives me fucking insane. He says, while I'm aware that the judgment has been cast as guilty on two counts of rape by force and the victims have a great desire for justice, I hope that my testament to his character is taken into consideration in sentencing. I do not believe he is an ongoing harm to society and having his daughter raised without a present father would be a tertiary injustice in and of itself. That is fucking insane to say. So he basically is like, no, 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 I know the victims, like, yeah, I believe them, but like, he's not gonna do anything now. He's not gonna do it again. He has a family now. It's like unfathomable. But anyway, they got reamed. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, anybody who wrote a letter, and I just know, they logged onto the internet today and their hearts sank to their asshole because they, again, they never thought that these letters were gonna be seen. And they were, which is a testament to maybe not standing up for this, um, even if they're your friend. I wasn't expecting them to then respond to being reamed. I thought they would just like, kind of (laughs) like. After this happened, it ruffled some feathers of the public, yes, but also some people who also know Danny Masterson. Chrissy Bixler is an ex-girlfriend of Danny Masterson. They dated in around 2001, I'm assuming, for a couple of years there, while he was like in the peak of his That 70s Show little world. Okay, so I did have to come in and do an update for this really quick just to clear up who she is exactly because like I said, we weren't familiar with the case details per se, but it is important to say exactly who Chrissy Bixler is and how she plays into all of this. So she did date Danny Masterson for five years back in the 2000s when he was filming that 70s show, but it actually goes deeper than that because she also alleges that he her. And this was actually the third rape that he was on trial for and the only rape that he was found not guilty for. And I don't particularly want to go super into the details because it's not my story to tell, but the details of her rape are very triggering because I can relate a lot to it. And ultimately, because she was in a relationship with Danny at the time, he was found not guilty for her rape. So it's extremely horrifying and I completely sympathize with her and can't imagine how it feels to see Ashton Amila saying this. But anyway, we did not know exactly who Chrissy was at the time of filming or how she played into the trial itself. So we did want to clear that up. She saw Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis sending these letters or the letters became public, whatever. And she took to her Instagram story to say this. Dear Ashton, I know the secrets your quote unquote role model keeps for you. Ones that would end you. Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny on February 21st, 2001. She remembers a date. I was like, <gasps> the specific oh date. My God. I'm like, ooh, that stings. And I don't even know what she's talking about. I know. And that was before iPhones like tell you the dates of everything. I heard everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your quote unquote mentor. Plan for what? So we found out what the plan was for, allegedly. And if you're not familiar, Ashton Kutcher actually testified in a murder trial back in 2001 for the serial killer nicknamed the LA Ripper, because apparently one of the victims was someone that Ashton Kutcher was supposed to go on a date with. So his story has always been that he had gone to pick her up from her apartment for a date and saw what he thought was spilled wine near the front door. Assuming she was not home, he left the premises, only for the police to find that she had been brutally murdered. Kutcher cooperated with the ensuing investigation 
investigation. But now people are starting to doubt that story because Chrissy actually took to Instagram and accused Kutcher of lying to the police about what he actually witnessed that night, claiming that he called his team of publicists and Danny Masterson before he called the police at the scene of the crime. Apparently this was an attempt to distance himself as much as possible because he was worried now that his fingerprints were on the door handle. But yeah, apparently that is the plan that she is referring to. And then she addresses Mila and says, Dear Mila, I pray you begin to process what you experienced as a child on that set. It's important to note that she was 14 years old. I was just gonna say, so they're married now and they're 40 and 45. So it's like not a huge age gap. But at the time she was 14. And there is clips I've seen on Twitter of Ashton Kutcher talking about, I guess him and Danny Masterson were like taking bets on like who would get to kiss her first. And like they were of age and above that. So it's just, they're creepy. She continues on to say, your old interviews are very telling. And in parentheses says, I encourage everyone to watch them and decide for yourself what you hear and see. Do so before they get scrubbed from the internet. I also know what happened in Toronto and after. Question, if that's what you view as a normal relationship with a quote unquote big brother figure, then I feel very sad for you and I hope you consider getting into therapy. You almost forget I was there the whole time those first five years of that 70s show. I remember everything. So they were together five years. I definitely believe her. The way she's talking, I'm like, oh, she knows it. And what's interesting is I saw that this morning and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. That's pretty fucking crazy. A couple hours later, Ashton and Mila are apologizing. I'm like, yeah, oh. I was like, and then I sent Jesse this. It was like, um, we need to cover this because what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know how they thought writing the letters was a good idea, but I really don't know how they thought this apology was like, they watched it back and they were like, yep, good to go. Well, just to like further express my disgust for these letters, it's one thing to be a friend of someone accused of something as vile of as this and like vouching for them when like you being their friend has no business being a part of that case. But it's another thing when you're using your status in Hollywood because they are insanely famous and rich where even I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, it's Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis like saying this, like that holds weight as much as you wish it didn't. I saw people saying even that like celebrities shouldn't, I mean, I don't know how you classify a celebrity and that gets like too weird. You can't put parameters on it, I don't think. But like someone was saying you shouldn't be allowed to have celebrities vouch for you in court. You shouldn't be allowed to have anyone vouch for you in court, especially, I mean. I just feel like it's irrelevant. That's what I was gonna say. It's one thing if it's relevant to the case where like, let's say it's a coworker accusing them of something and you also worked with them, then okay, then that maybe yeah. is relevant. But like, this is literally Even irrelevant. if there was like ex-girlfriends or something that they were speaking out. It's interesting that nobody that vouched for him is, was in a relationship with him and the people that were are speaking against him. That's very interesting to me. I'm sure everyone uh, that's for Danny Masterson will be like, just the clout, they just want it. Clout goblins. But um, anyway, let's just uh, watch their apology. It's um, it's Laura Lee good, might I say. I told Jesse after we finished watching it, I was like, Mila needed to take it down like five notches on the energy level and Ashton needed to like meet her halfway. Yeah, they definitely were not in cahoots before this. They, were, no. I think you're right. I think they took it in one take and they were like, yeah, that works. Literally. And like, it's very clear that it's like, they wrote a script together oh. and they memorized it and Mila's performing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are Ashton actors, remember. is also performing as like, oh, I'm so, I feel so bad. Like just being very like kind of small. But then Mila is like doing a fucking monologue over here. I don't, it's the weirdest thing that they would think that this was gonna go over well. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us 
to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years. Sorry to pause, it's such a short video, but have to just comment on that. The person that we knew, is that different than the person that just got convicted of the R word? Because pretty sure... <laughs> You're talking about the same guy. If you are four victims and historically have been so, which what's sad is that she's not entirely wrong. What Ashton Kutcher has done with Thorn, for instance, which is like dedicated to stopping sex trafficking. And like people really believe that he was for the betterment of, you know, victims, so to speak. But if you are really that, then be about that. And when the time comes to de defend a rapist, I don't care if he's your friend or not, you say, no, thanks. Bye. And then to take the the route of like how apologies often go, where it's like something from your past gets brought up and you're like, I'm not that person anymore. I was disgusted as well. Like I, I was just mortified that I said that. And they very much like will distance themselves from what you did instead of taking the accountability for it. He's doing that for Danny. He's like, the guy we knew is not the guy that raped those two girls. I don't like, think he's even trying to say that. I think that he's doing that to distance himself from the accountability of defending Danny. Cause he's like, all I did was comment on the guy I knew. Like, that's it. Like, I just gave my experience, but... Mm. But it's like, again, Ashton, um, that's the same guy that just was found guilty of raping two girls. So that that's also the guy you knew. And they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read um, and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. That's the most weird, like, performative, like, performance that I've, like, I have a question. She, she doesn't even sound the least bit genuine. If you're raped by someone famous in Hollywood, such as Danny Masterson, and his famous ass fucking friends, a million times more famous than he is, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, write a letter to vouch for what a good old guy he is. You think that's not re-traumatizing them? They mentioned that they, basically they're not like challenging the validity. They're just speaking out for their friend. But I'm like, yeah, but the reason you're speaking out for your friend is because you're trying to lessen his sentencing than what he deserves. It's interesting when watching apologies or people addressing certain things, it, it really does seep through the cracks sometimes. Like when you realize what they really feel and what they probably talk about behind the scenes. Because when he said like, basically that was for the judge's eyes only, bitches. Like why the fuck is everyone else reading this? You know that's what they're really thinking. It's like, dude, this was like literally just for the fucking, like now everybody's seen it and now it's a fucking shitstorm. Well, and his little follow-up where it's like, we didn't want to re-traumatize the victims. But we're, we're sorry if that's what happened. It's giving, I'm sorry that you felt offended, but I guess this is as good a time as any to um, share that today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Have you ever been on a hunt for a doctor and you literally have to ask everyone that you know to try and find one that's actually decent? Yes. Honestly, I feel like even though I'm 30 years old now, it is still so hard to find a doctor who actually gets you, listens to you, makes you feel super comfortable, and doesn't make you feel like you're just a number that's being ushered out of a room as soon as possible. And that's where ZocDoc comes in. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online, which I always say is my favorite because, you know, I don't like talking on the phone. 
And we're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And as Jesse said, these are patient-reviewed doctors, and they are verified reviews from actual real patients, which is nice because then you don't have to bug all of your friends. Yeah. And honestly, one of my favorite things about ZocDoc is that the average wait time to see a doctor that's booked on ZocDoc is just 24 to 48 hours. So that's amazing because most doctors are like, okay, I'll see you next year. Good luck. I'll see you in three months when you don't have the condition that you're concerned about now. <laughs> You show up to the doctor's office, you're like, actually, I feel fine. They're like, okay, bye. Literally, no. So if you guys want to try out ZocDoc for yourself, you can actually go to ZocDoc.com slash DWKT and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash DWKT, ZocDoc.com slash DWKT. And thank you so much to ZocDoc for once again being an amazing sponsor of this podcast. Honestly, I just can't imagine these women sat through the trial, had to give testimonies, had to do all of that shit. What was that call like? I can't even fucking imagine. She's like, hey, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis sent letters in to the judge to vouch for Danny Matt. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You would hope that a judge, they're not like allowing outside stuff. Well, like, that's why, I'm like, like, why do they even play it? But it's to... like, what if the judge is a huge that 70s show fan? Oh my God, I know. Jesus Christ. It's just fucking foul regardless. And honestly, I'm happy that these came out because otherwise, Ashen does parade himself around as some sort of extreme victim advocate. I don't know so much about Mila because I really don't know like her like social work and like what she does with the public. But like Ashen's very vocal about the things he does to quote unquote give back. Well, and then also what I mentioned earlier, a lot of the time people will overcompensate and do things like that because they're, they do feel feel guilty about something in the past or other behavior that they participate in. Yeah, it could be. I mean, we don't know for sure, but from what Danny Masterson's ex says, Ashen is not as clean of a whistle as he'd like to present himself as. Well, in just that little taste of the punked intro about Hillary and stuff, like, yeah, obviously that's nowhere near as bad as what Danny was found guilty of, but like it gives a little peek into his character and he even used their fucking children like he has a wife and daughters and like he really that, that would be okay well sorry i mean what the fuck who gives a shit you know what's interesting is that all these fucking guys bill cosby thought that they got away with shit forever they lived as if they got away with it and people really thought it was like cruel to send bill cosby to jail like obviously not the majority of people but there were people that like oh he's old why are you gonna send him to prison well because they fucked up a million times in their life i don't care when it actually came time to hold them accountable they need to be held accountable harvey weinstein for instance like how long did that fucker run amok in hollywood and he got away with it you think he ever thought he'd be actually held accountable for what he did no so he went on to live his life and you think all because he did that and because he's old as fuck, he didn't deserve to go to prison? No, sorry. Yeah, like that that entire concept is just so flawed because it's like, so because he got away with it yeah, and didn't for long enough. take accountability earlier, now he doesn't have to take accountability at all. And it's somehow the victim's fault for not holding him to that sooner because yes, that's and, how that and works. And also now it's going to be the victim's fault for ruining his the family. family's life. Oh, of course. You already know that. Um, it's definitely not Danny's fault at all because why? No, you know, what, no, no, what no. He he's, he's a role model. He's a role model. Yeah, some would say a mentor. But um, honestly, it's just sickening. And I'm looking at like their faces and I'm fucking pissed. Like I really like them. And I'm, ooh, like I feel like this is the season of people I like doing weird stuff and I don't like it. But this, this is actually like, I'm done with them stuff. This is not like, oh, you did something strange. This is like, bye, never wanna see you again. I've always liked them too. I haven't been like a diehard, like I'm not, I don't have posters of them on my wall by any means, but I've always liked them. They seem fun and cool, but this video, 
I feel like this is what, this is who they are. Yeah, this like, is so weird. you can see right through it. Like, her timed, like, slow blinks and, like, the pacing and stuff. Like, she practiced this, and this is her, they're actors. She doesn't do a very good job acting in this, but. Yeah, and the sad part is, is that they're not really social media people. I don't know where they posted this or how it was found, but they're not really, like, strong social media people, so they'll probably just go on about their lives, put out movies, people will forget, watch them, you know, whatever. But for me personally, as someone who was genuinely a fan of both of them, I'm out. This is it. Like, I don't do, I don't deal with this shit. Um, but yeah, that was the crazy, weird ass fucking twist to the Danny Masterson thing. Cause we had spoken about Danny Masterson very briefly when we talked about Colleen's lawyer, because that's also Danny Masterson's lawyer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we did speak about him like very, very briefly, but all of this, I was like, Jesus Christ. It just was one thing after another. At the very least, I guess there is some, uh, I was going to say solace. Is that the right word? Can take some solace in the fact that um, apparently their letters didn't do shit and he still got 30 years. And honestly, for people debating on whether that sentence is too long, to that I say, I don't give a fuck if it was one woman. Like, if you rape someone, bye bitch. How sad is it that my first reaction was how many women? Because that's so rare. Unheard of. That yeah. usually it's like, oh, a year in probation, maybe. That's not even common. Like, oh, it's usually no jail time. But anyway... Yeah, we can move on to our last topic. That's definitely more lighthearted. It's, is it lighthearted? I mean, it is because it's not this level of darkness at all. But it's kind of sad because it is a family not being together anymore and just, you know. So there is a girl by the name of Ashley Elliott on TikTok. She has over 15 million followers now. I know her from her like hair gel videos. So the reason why this is like combat gel lady <laughs> and i know that she probably fucking hates being called that but the reason why she's called that is because she's in the army she used to film herself on the field not being able to shower for days and just like gelling her hair with a bunch of gel and it became this thing because she makes it like from this fucking crazy mess into this beautifully like slicked back bun like they have to do in the army she was very popular for those videos and i remember seeing those videos a lot she was also very popular for her videos with her husband whose name escapes me and that's my bad but they did a lot of couple videos together. And that was like one of her main shticks when she was not like deployed or like active in, you know, doing military business that obviously I'm very familiar with. I mean, I gotta say, I feel like couple videos, it's always kind of a red flag. I don't think it was necessarily giving like Ace Family couple videos, but it was giving <gasps> kind of like, I can vividly remember one where she's like trying to promote her combat gel because she ended up making her own gel, which smart because, yeah, you know, she was her. famous for her gel and she called it combat gel. There's one video of her her like grabbing a big ass gloop of the gel and like smacking it to her husband's face. And then like she had to follow up the next day and be like, everyone's so mad, but like we do these videos together. And like, yeah, that was both of our ideas. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't know. There's videos like that, right? Where they were just like funny and dancing together and doing, you know, whatever, who cares? Couple things on TikTok. And then one day she posted a TikTok that honestly, I would say it's surprising that people could read in between the lines, but I'm not surprised because TikTok is out of control. Like 99% of those people need to work for the FBI. But this was the first TikTok um, that people were gathering that something could possibly this be This is wrong. the first big red flag? Supposedly. So I have been working since I was 16 years old. And let me tell you the reason why I will never stop. Let me tell you what one of my biggest fears is. Just imagine this, imagine it, okay? You find a man, he's amazing, he's making great money, and he wants to take care of you for the rest of your life. And you decide, cool, I just get to be home, raise the kids, he's gonna be the hardworking man he is, and he's gonna take care of us. Now imagine 
20 years later, he finds somebody else that's younger, more beautiful, and he leaves you. And you don't have a job. You don't have any ways to financially support yourself. You no longer have your youth. And now you're alone. That would be one of my biggest fears. And I know some of y'all are married to some great men, okay? But I wouldn't put nothing past nobody. Somebody might tell you today, hey, I love you, I love you. I would never, ever, ever, ever do that to you. But in five years, 10 years, 15 years, people change. And that's the reason I will never stop working for my own money. <laughs> You're telling me that I've never seen this woman before in my life, by the way. <laughs> You're telling me she posts like couple videos and then comes out with that? Oh, so wait, you see the red flags. What would prompt you to make that unless you were experiencing it? I mean, because there was some random details, like 20 years down the line, you find out that he like is into someone else. Random details or specific details? Well, they haven't been together 20 years. So I'm like, okay, that's not her. Okay, but you would not bring that up if you were like just in a happy, loving relationship. Yeah, I can't even push too far back on you because you're absolutely right. And what happened is people were like, you good girl? Like what the fuck? Yeah, literally it's like, why are you talking about this? And then she posts a TikTok addressing people's concerns. You guys, this is not my situation right now. I was just telling you the reason I will always work. Because she's why expecting I would that. teach my daughter not to depend on a man financially. This has nothing to do with me. I literally brought up a scenario saying, if you were married to a man for 20 years, you've never had a job, you've never had any skill sets because you thought he would take care of you for the rest of your life. And imagine if he left you for somebody else. It was a scenario. It's a scenario that has scared me since I was a, a girl. So I've been working since I was 16 years old. Um, I worked at Burger King. I joined the army. I started a business. Um, I make money on social media like I am very 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 financially stable and so this would just never be a scenario that would fit me and that was intentional for me so that's all the video was about is I was just like imagine if this was to happen and how horrible that would be if you've never had a job because you depended on a man and I was trying to say people change no matter how great you think somebody is people change so no this has nothing to do with me and my husband. Okay, so first of all, I agree with her. Yeah, <laughs> same. Like my mom has even said that before because she didn't work for years and then had to start working again. And she literally had to like get a job at Pottery Barn because she didn't have like corporate skills or she, there was a large gap in her resume that she wasn't about to go get a job in like a competitive job market. Right. So I agree that you shouldn't rely completely on another person because you never know what's gonna happen. Not even that they'll change, but like what if, they passed away tragically or something. And just what if something happened that you weren't able to support yourself? Valid. It's not even that she like said it because like, yeah, like maybe something happened to a friend that provoked it. And she was like speaking after seeing someone else just go through it. But wouldn't you think you would like clarify, by the way, <laughs> she just says it with kind of like as if she's anticipating that is going to happen to her. What people noticed when she made this video addressing everything was that she removed all the videos with her husband on her page. <sighs> And so someone asked about that and then she responded. All the videos of my husband have been removed from all of my platforms. And I understand that this raised a lot of concerns, especially because a lot of you guys follow us for our couples content. But I did start this channel by myself in 2020. I've always loved being on social media and he did not. 
Over time, I talked him into being on my social media and we saw how well the videos did of us together. So we just continued, but it was something that I was most definitely much more passionate about. But he no longer wants this lifestyle. He doesn't want to be recognized every single time he goes out in public. Quote unquote fame is not what everybody wants. We no longer have any kind of privacy, but that just comes with the territory of being a social media influencer and I'm okay with that. He is not. I hope you guys can understand. I know it's going to be hard because a lot, a lot of you follow us for our couple's content. But I will continue to make content just like I did when I first started. And as far as the ring, you guys have noticed it's been off my finger for a couple weeks now. And that's just something that I want to keep private right now. What? I know. So people were like, okay, you had me, girl, in the first half where it's like he just doesn't want to be on social media. But wait a second. Wait, why are you not wearing your ring? I mean, I'm really bad with wearing my rings. But to address it in that way and just being like, I'm not ready to talk about it. People were like, what did he do, bitch? What did yeah, he that, do? Yeah, that isn't like, I mean, I don't like rings either. It, they make my fingers feel claustrophobic. But uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> me with necklaces, I feel like I'm being choked. Jewelry in general is like, I'm never someone that is like, oh, I never take this off. I mean, I don't have anything to wear anyway. But she definitely was like alluding to it as like a, this is something that's trouble wrong. in paradise. Yeah, trouble in paradise, exactly. Here's the thing is like looking at it now, I'm like, she was, I think, trying to protect. She has two children with him, you know what I mean? So I think she was just trying not to make a huge mess, but then people started noticing a little bit more and a little bit more, and then it started making everything look weird. And it was like, wait, what? She was just trying to do it in a way that wasn't giving too much away. And I have to say like the first part, while it's like totally valid, like he doesn't want to be on social media and stuff. If he already, like just don't film more videos. <laughs> Like deleting all of them feels like a choice. Well, I mean, I guess it would depend. If someone didn't want to be recognized anymore, they felt like it really was too much. People always go back to videos. I don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? But like, like, it's a little drastic, it feels like, to just suddenly do a 180 and be like, nope, never mind, and then delete any trace of it. That does feel like there might be another reason that she's not saying. Lily, you're pretty smart. <laughs> because you're absolutely fucking right bro this i caught in real time this showed up on my for you page bitch i was literally just scrolling and all of a sudden <gasps> i see this tiktok and i was oh like she, she labeled it on our google doc it says side chick enters the chat one more thing on the deleting things have you ever known someone to delete all of the couple pictures if they didn't like break up no bro every time i see that happen with someone i went to high school with i'm like oh <gasps> Exactly. That is like oh the, the tell-all signal of a breakup. It's not to say that he couldn't have like asked her to take them all down and they were fine, but I mean, clearly they're not. Like if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's a duck. I'm pretty sure that saying is backwards, but yeah, period. I agree. It's close, you know. I don't have a lot of time to say what I want to say because I am currently evacuating for a hurricane, but I do want to kind of touch on it. First, I want to say that I am not blasting this girl's business. She is quite literally blasting herself. And I'm not coming for her for crying on the internet because honestly, who hasn't? Because I sure as hell have. Being a mom is quite hard sometimes, but it's also the biggest blessing of your life. And I'm not about to see this girl do it all alone over something that she thinks is bigger than what it is. That's my opinion. I don't know what else is going on in their home. I don't know what side of the story he gave her, what he has said or not. And if she doesn't want to reach out, that's fine. I'm not the kind of woman that says, don't come at me as a woman. If you have a question, Feel free to ask and I will decide if I want to answer or not. Now while the first time she came at me was not crazy and I did respect it, I did get a little eh when I started seeing things like I'm going to raise my daughter to be da 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 when all I have is daughters. 
And I posted that video because when she gave that scenario of a man taking care of his family and then leaving, it was very relatable for me. My man didn't leave me, but he does take care of his family. Hey, mama. <laughs> First of all, I want to make it very clear we did not meet up in person. Second of all, even though there was communication, um, I think there was a reason. I don't feel like this man is heard, and now I feel like he's being slightly bashed on the internet. And she might not be wrong for this. She might have a whole different image of what's going on. I'm not saying what he did is right. Everybody has different morals. But in my eyes, I saw it as something else that she probably doesn't see it as. What I saw was a man who was not heard, and he wanted to be heard and understood. He did mention multiple times that he did try to communicate these things, but obviously they weren't heard if I see that it's still going on. He didn't have to say that. There was also many comments that would say the things that he was feeling because it was just very obvious. And while it did make the content good for y'all, if it feels emotionally or mentally exhausting for somebody, I would try to hear that out because that might lead to other things that you don't want. After hearing this video, would it be worth twirling your whole family? If he never did what you felt like in that scenario, leaving or cheating on you. My opinion, if he was lacking in other areas of the home and didn't want to make content, okay, then what the hell? But if he is there for the children, if he is there for you, then if this is something you find enjoyable, and even if it's not enjoyable for you, but if it's something you're good at, I understand he's your partner, but... Notice how my house is getting trashed right behind me in less than three minutes. I do wish their family well. It's hurricane season. I want her to know her man loves her. He made that very known. Okay, uh, did I miss five <laughs> chapters? What the f- did, was, was there, like, did you miss some TikToks or? No, that's the one. That's the first one. Yeah, that's the what first one. What do you mean? I'm sensing she's the side chick. <laughs> so... Okay, there was nothing, like, because she's deleted all of these since, and either her a complete account is gone, I don't know. But I was there in real time to see the comments, and all the comments were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Literally, she's like, what he did? What did he do? What did he do? Who's he? What? What? Oh my God. So what she's saying is that apparently what has torn their family apart is that he, at the very least, emotionally cheated on Ashley. If I found out my husband was speaking to a random girl and seeking emotional solace in her, I do consider that cheating. And I think a lot of people have that line in their relationship, right? But my question is, who the fuck asked you? Like literally she just, she's like, this girl's putting her business out there. I'm like, who are you? Nobody well, and knew. She's, she's also being like, I don't know what goes on in her life, but this is what I know. Well, I mean, I think she probably knows what's going on in her life. So I don't, what, what? So to clarify, she is the side chick. Yeah, they didn't actually have like sex or anything, but that he was speaking to on a regular basis. And I guess she feels like she knows him enough to offer advice to someone who's known him and had two of his children. And literally acts like she knows him way better. Oh, she's like, he just wasn't heard. How the fuck you know that? She also alludes to something that actually kind of corroborates, which is that he did not want to be on social media. But she also alludes to the fact that because he didn't want to be on social media, Ashley would kind of make him feel like he was not supporting the family. 
even though he was apparently, allegedly being an active father, but he just didn't want to be in the videos. And apparently that would like piss uh, Ashley off. I don't know. That's what she's saying. And she's like, don't throw away your whole family just because he sought solace in me because you just wanted him to be on social media. That's the but overall then also, She kind of like removed herself from the situation as if she was just being a kind hearted person. <laughs> Dude, in the beginning, I thought she was just telling a story of like someone she knew. I'm like, oh wait, you're the side chick? <laughs> and then also like, doesn't she have a family? Didn't she said she, her man takes care of her? What about- Girl. I don't even know about that part. This is the messiest shit I've ever seen. And you can waterboard that out of me. <laughs> I know, for real. She got so much fucking hate and she went on lives. People would accuse her of like wanting Ashley's life. And she's like, I don't want Ashley's life. I have my kids. My life is great. And it's like, bitch, why are you here? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Girl, you just went on TikTok and outed her husband as at best emotionally cheating, which is not best. <laughs> also, you're gonna like patronize her and say that it's her fault in the process. Like you're gonna out yourself as a side chick and then act like you were the good one here. I also see emotionally cheating as extremely wrong, but I would imagine that whatever Ashley knows, it's more than just like, he would just lean on her and they were just buddy old pals because you don't end a marriage with the father of two of your children because they genuinely, first of all, you don't genuinely seek emotional help. I was gonna say, he, in a she's woman. not a therapist. Like, yeah, I, like that's not a coincidence. So my, I, I think he did more or like said more that was very uncomfortable and enough for her to end her marriage. But anyway, she responded uh, very quickly after that. I had every intention of keeping the details of my marriage private. Yes, I did hint to you guys that I wasn't okay and my marriage wasn't okay. Did I share any details? No. And the reason I even let you guys in just a little bit was to show that I'm real with real problems. The last thing I wanna be is a content creator who only shows all the perfect moments because that's not real. And I wanted people to know if they're going through something, they're not alone. Now, with all that being said, there are a few things I would like to address. And then after that, you guys, I need to protect my peace and log off. Number one, you guys will never catch me bashing my family on the internet. And whether my husband is my husband or my ex-husband, he is my family. Number two, I have never in my life bullied or targeted somebody on social media. I did not make one post about this person. And majority of these posts that I made were before I even knew she existed. I had no idea that she had a BBL. I thought she looked natural. Good job. Your BBL looks very natural. Did I put on a black wig because of this person? No. Did I make posts about my daughter because of this person? No. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I feel like we had to have missed one. No, no, but that was the first video, but there was, okay, so after the mistress made that video, there was multiple disses and like things in between, but that was the first video, I promise you. I'm just like, the, I don't know what to call it. What, do we know her name? Or just, she's just Monique. <laughs> No, she's Monique. Okay. So, side chick, um, she acts like she was, like, provoked into making that. But right. also, though, the reason it's so confusing is because she gives so much information, but says it as if everyone already knows. Yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? 
I think that she took offense again to like her saying that story about like you need to be prepared because if your man leaves and like she took that as like a diss but it's like why even if it was a diss it's like she didn't say your name and you're like here I am (laughs) like it's me well and it wasn't even dissing her it would be dissing the husband oh I know but clearly she's not a very rational thinker but yeah there was back and forth like I don't know what this BBL thing is like there there has to be some back and forth shit that I did not catch forgive me for that but I wanted to do the meat and potatoes because we can't fucking get it to every like I'm telling you she went live she talked mad shit she was like addressing everybody until she like went private and deleted everything so weird so yeah there was a lot of back and forth and apparently something about a bbl but you know what let's just continue oh my god post about my daughter because of this person no before i even knew she existed i made a post on my facebook that said be the woman you'd want your daughter to be and that was before i even knew she existed i said that because i was going through something internally and i thought to myself how would i want my daughter to handle this as a woman and that brings me comfort because it helps me make a decision based off of how I would want my daughter to feel and how I'd want her to be treated. Now, when I found out about this person, I blocked her on social media. So the fact that she has been able to still screenshot all my stuff is very concerning to me. And the reason I blocked her was to protect my peace. I did not want to see anything she had going on. I didn't know if she had daughters, sons. I didn't know anything about her. And the last thing I want to address is this narrative that I forced my husband to make videos. I know that we've always had that role where he was annoyed and I was the one who enjoyed the videos. And that was agreed upon. Social media is bringing us in $20,000 a month. And that's aside from the business. And I've never put the numbers out there like that, but I need you guys to know that this provides for our family. This has made us debt free. This This has made us financially free. I have never forced anybody to be in a video with me. And he even offered to continue making videos with me, even if we're no longer together. And I respectfully declined. So am I this evil person that forced her husband into doing something he didn't want to do? No, this is quite literally a job, just like any other job that might get in the way of a relationship. You guys are telling me that I've let an app ruin my marriage. I wanted to keep this information private. I wanted to work this out in my marriage, but somebody wanted their 15 minutes of fame and they got it. I reached out to her and I apologized for the backlash she was getting from my followers. And I told her personally that none of my posts had anything to do with her. And then she continued to say that I was targeting her and bullying her. And I know y'all don't know me personally, but anybody that knows me in real life knows that's just not me. That has never been me. I have never bullied anybody a day in my life. I know I sound irritated and it's because I am. But at the same time, I understand that I have put so much of my life out there on social media and a moment like this was bound to happen. And I'm gonna take it on the chin. But one thing I just cannot tolerate is people speaking bad about my family. And my husband is my family. Whether we work this out or not, he is my family. And last thing, last thing, last thing. You guys are so ride or die 
I just feel like it's really sad because it's like, oh, it's drama. It's this and that. But it's like, like she said, like, that's my family. Regardless of if this person is shitty or cheated on you or whatever the fuck, he is the father of your children. You're going to deal with him for the rest of your fucking life. This is fucking hard. And I just think that that's why that Monique girl especially is so annoying because I'm like, girl, not only did you do what you did, but my God, did you really have to do the rest? Like, really? Well, that's why I'm so confused. I'm like, Ashley is not in the wrong here at all. She didn't do anything. Like the oh, other girl just was reading into everything and taking it personally when it wasn't even remotely something personal that she should. Uh, it's well, fucking weird. But after this, um, she has done like even recently, she has posted very often about her like grieving journey of like she talks about like what her life looked like. And I can't honestly, it, it kind of breaks my soul because I can't even fathom that she has two children I have two children like she said everything like every single thought I had about my future included my family like with my husband there you know what I mean and she's like and now I'm completely grieving that and I'm moving towards like a life that doesn't look like that anymore Ashley's Ashley yeah this? so she's done this thing where she does like a grieving update or I don't know what she's like kind of discussing it as where she's not like trashing or like rehashing what happened but very much so documenting how she's feeling because I think that's kind of what she's always she's done. grieving the loss of the future she thought she was gonna yeah have. and I can't even imagine that but it obviously doesn't sit super well with her ex-husband or husband or whatever you want to call him and there's a very brief uh, video that he uploaded somewhere that I couldn't find the original I found like bits and pieces of it and he's just not feeling too hot about this whole thing well maybe you should tell your side chick to keep her fucking mouth shut like are you kidding oh my god that's what people were saying they're like, like you're I just mad your side chick started talking too much literally <laughs> though like like I I'm so confused of why that girl made that video I know like it did nothing and not just her. you everybody in real time was so confused like i wish we could still tap into those comments but that post is long gone because everyone was well, like i'm confused on the content of the video but also the motivation of the video because how was that gonna uh, end well i know but the videos are there if you want to click on the the husband oh, sure uh, one other thing that i will comment on about people saying she forced her husband to be in videos I, that makes me so annoyed for her same, because same. I feel like I got that kind of sentiment from in um, videos with Jocelyn because our whole like dynamic was she's enthusiastic about everything and I'm just like a bitch about everything. <laughs> not a bitch, but and I'm just like not enthusiastic about anything and I don't want to do it. But like in reality, I was producing most of the shows like they were my ideas and then yeah, it's part I, of the bit. Like, and like, honestly, like, yeah. I don't blame her for even saying how much they make a month. Because, yeah, like, I don't have any doubt that he absolutely wanted to continue it on because it was very, very, you know, influential for their family and was sustaining them. Yeah, all. It was college funds. Yeah, I am kind of annoyed with her husband, though, on that one. I mean, I don't want to bash her husband because she doesn't want anyone to bash her husband. I don't want to, like, contribute to that. But I just have thoughts. And honestly, like, I think that him using that dynamic where he was acting as if he was annoyed and not really into it as like, oh, I never wanted to be here. And like, you know, playing off on that. I find that very highly fucking annoying. But did, did he? I feel like that's very manipulative. Well, we have his videos here. I was like, did he? Or is that just the side chick running her mouth again for some unknown reason? No, he did. He did. <laughs> so y'all know, I don't like social media. I don't, I don't care for it. So I, I was going to be quiet about the whole situation. You know, I was going to be the bad guy. But 
I'm not about to let a person who used me for their success, the whole marriage, run my name through the mud. So there's another clip here, but yeah, he's mad. He's big mad. Oh, so for her success, he didn't benefit from any of that money? No, no, I don't think so. No. That's so ironic too, because it's like, what do you mean by that? Would you have liked to also have a following that was equitable to hers? Because then that would mean that you did want to be on social media. You didn't want that. So yeah, she had the account with the followers because you didn't want that. But, but you did want to see the benefit for your family and for your life. Ding, ding, ding. And he wants like, to keep seeing the benefit, but not have to be in the videos with her anymore, which he can't do if he doesn't have his own following. Mm-hmm. One more thing before we watch his next little tidbit. Um, whenever people lead with, I don't like social media, and they're posting on social media, I'm like, yeah, okay, carry on. Yeah, literally. Got it. I know. This is one thing to go on social media and tell them, tell them about your private life, especially when your partner then told you over and over about that. But it's another thing to tell me one thing, but let social media believe it's another thing. Look at the comments on that one, because it's literally people being like, what were those words? <laughs> like, what? So many words, but a whole lot of literally, nothing. Like, I, that one didn't even make any sense. It's giving, I'm sorry I got caught. Literally. Well, and the thing... Shut it down. Pack it up, sir. It's just to me. And, and I, if you look at the repost, he posted on some sort of like user one two three four five six seven account, something like that, and hashtagged it Combat Gel, which is the name of her business. And it's just so like, to me, I'm just like, dude, you should have... First of all, you got to see her. How's he going to say she aired out his private life when his side chick did? Well, that's the thing that people were like, you're just mad that your side chick fucked everything up. And now everyone knows the details because people were speculating before. And I honestly, don't... I can't even say that I'm mad at her like hinting it because you have every right to be pissed. Like shit's fucked up. And I listen, I do have a, I do have a slight opinion on this where I do follow some creators that are mothers and wives and I do feel like they are very, very like word vomit on camera constantly. Uh -huh. And I always wonder, I'm like, what do their partners think of that? Not like just any partner I would think would be like, maybe don't talk about the fact that we just had sex like, or like kind of literally like bit. they tend to extremely overshare. Um, like his side chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know much about Ashley's history but I do think she has always been very open and I could see how a partner might not have been okay with that. But at the same time, at this point, it's clear that you have stepped out of your marriage in a way that made her feel uncomfortable enough to end it. And and yet you hate, again, like you said, you hate social media so much you come onto it just to like bash her for a second and then you leave. Like it just, I, I understand he wants to defend himself. I, I guess I don't really in this situation, but, but also... She has defended him in every video that we watch. That's the thing. That's what people are noticing. They're like, I don't know why you're mad because yeah, she has a right to be mad. And even then she's really not that mad. Like at you publicly bashing you. Yeah. She's not because like she says it. And and she even uploaded a video not that long ago where she was just like, you're never going to hear me sit here and bash my husband or my ex-husband or whatever. He is the father. She literally said he was, uh, he was no, her but family. I, like I, and she says it in pretty much every video where she's like, that is the father of my children and my little children are not gonna go on tiktok or in the future look on the internet and see me bashing their dad it's not gonna happen i respect her for that honestly that's the thing is she doesn't seem like she she seems like she shares like maybe intimate like sentiments that are like very generalized but 
it doesn't, I mean, for, I don't know anything about her, and this is for some of our seniors today, but, like, it doesn't seem like she's giving a lot of specific details and outing their dirty laundry. Again, that was the side chick who did it unprovoked. Yeah, no, but um, also, I just think that, like, if I were him, and I didn't care about social media, and I knew I fucked up, I would just be like... Then I wouldn't be on then TikTok. I, yeah, I definitely would have come to TikTok to be like, what I wouldn't the fuck? be making sock accounts to post random yeah. videos to bash her and then hashtag... Like, what the... I, just weird. I don't know. I don't... That's pretty much it. That's where we're at today. She's on her healing journey, as she should be. Um, and... Which also isn't even a diss to him. It's like just... It's grieving her future that she thought she had, not even the loss of him. Yeah. No, for sure. And she's very, in my opinion, she's very respectful about it. And it seems like her true intent is to not only, like she says, I want to help people, but it seems like it's therapeutic for her to do as well, which I yeah. can understand. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that this is all weird. And that's the combat lady, Jill. There's a Holy shit. Yeah, like, I don't mean to laugh because agreed. It's very sad that families have been broken up over this. But I am have been laughing just because I'm like, what? why are you all putting all of this online? I know. Um, and honestly, and Ashley has been the least revealing of all of it. Hers is very reserved and respectful. And then I am just hope it was worth it, sir. Yeah, but that's pretty much it for the combat lady hair gel uh, drama. I, I hate that it's called that, but it, you know, it just... You know, and that's what people were referring to it as when they were tweeting me, and I'll tell really? you right now, I had zero clue what that meant. <laughs> I know, we've had so many randomly named TikTok dramas, but this was pretty interesting. Combat hair gel lady? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I know. But that's basically it. I wish her love and healing and light and Monique. Oh, the side chick is Monique. What are you doing, girl? <laughs> yeah, no, Mo you Monique go back to your life. needs to yeah, that's her name. reevaluate. Oh, my God. <laughs> of all of the people involved here, she is the one that I'm like, go away. But anyway, um, that is it for today's episode. Uh, we'll leave you with that, whatever <laughs> that was. You can simmer on that for a bit. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, I wasn't expect. I don't even know what I was expecting, but it wasn't <laughs> Never that. is. Um, anyway, if you guys made it to the end, we appreciate you. As always, you're the real MVP for this one. I feel like this was a long one, even though we meant for it to be short. But you know how we do. We're, 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 we're little long. ramblers. Um, but anyway, we appreciate you. And yeah, that's it. That's all we have for you today. We will see you on Friday. Yes, that's right. Hopefully. Okay. Bye. <laughs>